Feels like the gourd of the Lord in here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Holy Ghost in heaven, we worship you. The celestial joy is so intoxicating today. I'm just in a new realm. And the only way I can describe it is like being a first time user. Like I've never experienced the glory like this and it stretched me like I'm just tripping balls on sapphire stones. It was pretty funny listening to you drive over here. As <laughs> <laughs> I get like, yeah, he's definitely an absolute. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, he's feeling it. Wow. There there are certain things about the realms of glory. Yeah, we teach, we preach, we put up the warning signs, the caution signs. Don't worry, we post all the caution signs before you get there. Take I the mean, master class. It's like the drunken glory only a million times higher and stronger with a tolerance through an archangel inside your body. That is literally what it looks like right now as I'm looking at it, describing it to you. Heavenly Father, I pray for the glory to completely flood and fill every listener tonight at the sound of my voice, that there would be fresh encounters with the Lord Jesus Christ Shekinah glory. Because this kind of glory has every breakthrough in it. There are things this glory can do that you can't even imagine God is capable of. Signs and wonders all day long. Where do we even begin? Probably about the time I woke up in the morning. And I woke up in the morning. I came out in my living room. And there's, you know, 12. My whole perch outside my window is filled with pigeons. You couldn't fit more pigeons on there than that were on there. Like 12 pigeons. And I went over there and I looked at them. Some of them are young pigeons. And some of them are big old pigeons some of them had colored wings and some of them were and i think that's how they identify male and female pigeons i'm learning about pigeons a lot lately and i found out then after the pigeons there i've never seen this before been in this place three years pigeon was actually an acceptable offering in the levitical law on the altar to yadevave and as I'm doing my studies, Leviticus 1, should we go there? Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 1, you guys. <laughs> oh, by the way, while he's looking that up, <laughs> did, did everybody did do your homework? And you did learn this in Bible college, and you did learn this in Sunday school. By the way, if you did your homework <laughs> to read, do the reading in Malachi from last night, post in the comments right now, I did my homework. That's good, that's good. All right, so everyone can... No slothful slacking. I did my homework. Make sure you... Oh, we got to go into that, too, about the, the excellence, because that was a huge deal today, too, for this greater mm-hmm. glory. All kinds of little temptations just to be lazy and slothful and unexcellent. And then the vision of the glory so strong to do the most perfect thing in the detail work. And it was crazy. Like, it was minute temptations 
and it had to do with perfuming like oh i have old labels and they're not just they're not perfectly cut and the wording isn't perfect in the center for when we have different bottles and stuff like that i'm like no that's not excellent and i saw in the spirit of my mind going in and correcting the font and the sizing so it was a perfect label mm-hmm. and it only takes like 30 seconds but there was that slothful lazy temptation mm-hmm. to just use the old one that's saved with the click of a button mm-hmm. print it out and ship it out you know mm-hmm. but god requires in these refinements and new levels of glory a greater excellence in the details and the spirit of my uh, the spirit of my mind wanted to do it it wasn't a slavery thing at all it was like you get to have more glory <laughs> if you have more excellence and in my mind like i'll tell you what i experienced it was like tunnel vision looking at the greater light if i were to refine the whole procedure of printing labels and print out a more excellent label and what it did was it confronted like a a spirit of slothfulness or a spirit of laziness and you wouldn't think it's a big deal except the vision in the renewed mind was like a tunnel looking in to a pathway for more shekinah whoo i love the refinement yeah. and it was so incredible three times this afternoon and this morning i saw visions into a greater glory because in the darkness of the established realm there was just the status quo like the laodicean of the sapphire stones like the laodicean of the celestial and the resurrection like you've gone high enough up now that you could kind of settle there and be excellent it's a high standard but the father his standard is so much higher than even those that live in great glory he wants everyone to refine all the details in their lives for one reason for more of him because god is like that god is inside these details so that was a huge deal i passed those tests because i could see in the vision of my mind now if i did not have a renewed mind i would have never in the last several years like three years been able to refine that area of my soul because of the previous steps i made in the excellence of building the company, building the business, building the perfumery and all the different stages and steps going into building something that the Lord has anointed and commissioned for his glory because it was built by him and because the Lord builds the house just because he builds the house doesn't mean it's the same quality. What does apostle Paul say? Every builder builds with different qualities of materials which means you can remodel and upgrade even what the Spirit of God has already built and established in your lives from God, which means they're always getting upgraded. The lighting's getting upgraded. The chandelier's getting upgraded. The, The windows, the doors, you've gone from just hollow doors that are super light that when you slam the whole house shakes to like, Man, this is a really solid door that closes nicely, has the soft close, has like the brass sculptured handles on it, has a window that you can peer into that magnifies the other side. Guys, in the spirit, hallelujah, Mm -hmm. in the spirit, there are continuous upgrades 
in every room of your soul. Mm, there are doors in the realm of the spirit. There are doors. There are many doors in the realm of the spirit. Doors and windows. Portals. Windows, portals. Through which stars move, live, and move. The stars, they move. Through these windows, these portals. Going into Leviticus. <laughs> Check it out now. But he shall wash the entrails. Saying he's washing the entrails he's today. Washing he's washing the entrails. That's true. That's today. Leviticus one thirteen. Jesus Christ, Yadevave, Jesus Christ, he shall wash the entrails and legs with water. Now the legs represent the prophetic. On his leg was written the word of God. Revelation 19. The testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. So the prophetic is entirely in your left and right legs, for you are the body of Christ. Not just figuratively in your brain, like some kind of Gnostic heathen, but literally the Word made flesh living epistles, read of all people. So, the unbelief and the doubt of the darkness in the soul is constantly confronted by the light of the Word of God. The issue is, like Moses, turning in to the Word that is speaking to you from out of your innermost being into your personality. The still small voice, my sheep, hear my voice, and they listen, and no other voice will they listen to, because they are Jesus Christ's sheep. Now what does it mean to hear his voice? It means to be still and know that he is Lord in you. Be still and know he is Lord of spirits. Father of Spirits, that's his name. Lord of Spirits was the main name Enoch, who walked with God, called Jesus Christ. If you read the book of Enoch, which was considered scripture, for the first 500 years canonized in the Bible, right after the book of Revelation, you'd have Enoch. And that was the order, guys. Truth anyhow. So they canonized Enoch, and then they removed it from the Bible. Right about the time they made it illegal for the common person to read the Bible, even changing the language and not even allowing the people to know the Bible or the language of the Bible. Jerome's Vulgate, it's called. St. Jerome's Latin Vulgate, where you get Lucifer from. Lucifer is the Latin from Jerome's Vulgate, from the papacy of Rome, that took Enoch out of the Bible. Now go figure, that's not a coincidence. <laughs> Truth anyhow. So what we're doing is, we're getting Lucifer out of the Bible, and we're getting the Shekinah, the true light, back into the Bible. The Lamb's Book of Life. The Word mixed with your spirit and your blood, 
made flesh. The Word was made flesh. Jesus only know the firstborn amongst many who have the Word of God made their flesh. So today, He is making His Word your flesh in your entrails and legs. Now the entrails, right? The stomach region. The innards. What happened when Herod hardened his heart against Jesus? The Bible says his entrails came out and were eaten by worms. Which means God is really serious about the stomach. And not a six-pack or a toucan. He wants his dwelling place in man and woman like Adam and Eve, and he is desperate for you. He wants to live on the inside of you more than any other thing in a holy, perfect way. Now, the blood of Jesus makes that possible, that God the Father can indwell our very bodies while we're not yet perfect. Truth anyhow. The blood of Jesus tore the veil. So now God the Father doesn't live in a gold box in a building in Jerusalem. He now lives in your heart, and He makes your heart, no matter how black it is, no matter how white it is, no matter how red it is, He makes it His golden box, the cube of the book of Revelation. It's the Ark of the New Covenant in you. That's what you carry as a royal priesthood. What makes you a royal priesthood? Oh, I just read the Bible. No, because you have God in your box. The priests would carry the Ark. That's what made them priests. They served the Ark of the Covenant. They served the gold box. They served the Ten Commandments. They served the manna. They served God. They served Aaron's staff that budded from the almond tree. They served the Holy of Holies. Now you are progressively learning how to serve the Holy of Holies in you. And what do you do with you? And our doubt and our unbelief is God really in me. See, that's the whole journey of Song of Solomon. I tell you the truth. The journey of Song of Songs 1 to 8, it's not the eroticism or the perversion of Lilith and Jezebel's translation. All of that nonsense is getting burned up in this generation. It is literally learning how to discover God inside your body. What does it mean to have a neck like a Tower of David? What does it mean to have all these parts of the body in Song of Songs? Learning how to embody the Ark of the Covenant. Learning how to be a priest of God in you. Learning the holiness of God, which means you'll deal with all man and woman's lusts. Oh, yes, you will. You will deal with it in yourself and you will deal with it in others because that's what priests do. Priests daily kill birds right right here they kill birds and they kill beasts Mm -hmm. but he shall wash the entrails and the legs with water he's cleansing 
the lust tonight. Yeah, the entrails, the bowels. That's where the impulse of the the evil impulse of the lust of the flesh it starts first in the bowels before it reaches the genitalia. So the cleansing of the bowels, you're kind of cutting it off at the source there. Because of the bowels and the influence there, that is why uh, when you fast and you starve out those seats of the appetites, that's why it, fasting and prayer is not only going to benefit you from curbing your appetites of your flesh, right, gluttony, but also the appetites of the lust of the flesh. Those are also in the seat of the appetites. Amen. The priest shall offer all of it and offer it up in smoke on the altar. Leviticus one thirteen. It is a burnt offering, an offering by fire, a sweet and soothing <coughs> aroma to the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, sweet and soothing aroma. Gotta get my BB luxury. Perfumes. But if his offering to the Lord Jesus Christ mm. is a burnt offering of birds. Mm. Just say burnt Bur offering of birds. Burnt offering of birds. Burnt offering Then of birds. he shall bring turtle doves or young pigeons. Young pigeons as his offering. And I studied this out today. And the young pigeon offering was called by the Jewish priests the ascension offering. <laughs> the ascension offering. The rising of the person to Yadevave. Amen. So what we need now more than ever before is to come out of the earth into the heavenlies. We need to ascend to our God. What did Jesus Christ say? I am ascending to my Father and your father. Why only, why not just his father, guys? Why did he say to his disciples, I am ascending to your father, it is written. I am ascending to your father, which means the word of Messiah, King of kings and Lord of lords, has tagged you with the same ascension that he goes to his father for you to ascend to his father through him. As it is written, I am the resurrection and the life. We often think resurrection is changing external behavior. It's not. It's not. <laughs> resurrection is an elevation measurable of your inner man. Philippians 3.11 I have become the living amongst the dead, that I may attain a spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body, in the flesh. Whose flesh? The body of Christ, the flesh of Jesus. Now, how do we live in the flesh of Jesus and not our own flesh? Faith. The Holy Spirit manifests the ascension offering of Jesus Christ, who fulfilled all Levitical animal offerings, in Messiah's flesh and blood on Calvary, and that ascension offering is fulfilled in Messiah. And it is the ascension offering now through the flesh of Jesus. Now, there are many different sacrifices and offerings. It would take you years to study all the different types of sacrifices of all the different animals, the prescriptions, and their deep, rich, prophetic wisdom 
that they symbolize in New Covenant context. So you can do that in your own personal Bible studies in the Holy Ghost. But tonight, the emphasis from God is that you all rise in the ascension offering for the 12 doves, I counted them, were on my perch, and 12 is the number of the apostle, and 12 is the number of government, and 12 is the number of the tribes of Israel. 12 is the number of the apostles of the Lamb, the doors Mm -hmm. and the pearls and the gemstones of the celestial Jerusalem, and all that 12 represents a people that is rising in the ascension offering of the lamb through the young pigeon now you could call jesus the pigeon offering yes because in hebrew (laughs) the hebrew word for dove and pigeon is exactly the same yona she told me that last week and today i had the experience Amen. So we have a teaching opportunity. Twelve stones. <laughs> Woo! Teaching opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Sapphire stone chart that has the individual sapphire stones that we can count. You just said twelve a lot of times. We did this yesterday. We're just gonna revisit because remember, we're training our nefesh. I think I can do it. Here we go. All right. We're gonna count these sapphire stones on the left-hand page together, starting at the bottom one, and we're gonna count. Each of these, ready? Let's count all together now. One, One, two, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And then now touch your own spirit and say twelve. Wow. Are you going to be a living stone? Of the temple. Amen. So now you can, when you go and study tonight's message and you can see everything that Brandon just said, the 12, the 12, the 12. Now you have cosmic. Remember, because whenever we do a Bible study, we want to study it on the sapphire stones now. And so we're learning. It's a good day to be in the kindergarten of God in the heavenly academy of heavenly Jerusalem word university on high. Studying the engravings of the Lord. And I do, if we have Children time, of rocks. Children. Hey. You no, are prophesying. But listen. He's called Rock of Ages. Mm-hmm. I mean, God's name, the Almighty, is the Rock of Ages. What kind of God is telling you he's a rock? You know, unbelievers say, Rock is my God in a blasphemous context as if they don't believe in God. But God mm-hmm. says he's literally a stone the builders rejected. And a rock of ages why is god always identifying as a rock you think that'd be derogatory except its original design of genesis 1 stars truth anyhow because god named and put his name his signature his engravings on rocks as he does the white stone with a new name on it that he gives you and inscribes on you and notice it's on a rock there Because Psalm says God has named his rocks and Mm -hmm. his stones and his stars, stars are just burning rocks, it means the inscriptions of these stones are what God identifies Mm -hmm. as. What is rock of ages? A living stone. God builds with living stones. It is written, right? You know the verse? Mm -hmm. God builds 
with living rocks.、Mm-hmm. And when you get engaged, usually the man will give the woman a rock、mm. on a, and a ring, a rock and a ring, and、uh, these golden rings, beautiful celestial golden rings. Now, what is the engagement ring of the Christian in the Word of God in the New Testament? It's a down payment of the Holy Spirit. So, what is his gift to you that down payment? If the Holy Spirit, it says there's a witnesses on heaven and earth, only one of those witnesses on heaven and earth is listed both in heaven and on earth, and that's the Holy Spirit. He gave you a rock and the ring of Malkut. The kingdom of heaven is within you. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, the down payment. And so, are you going to be faithful with that ring, the wedding ring of the promise? Of the Holy Spirit and that rock and that ring of the gemstone of Malkut. I've just seen a vision of Hunter Biden snorting Coke in the White House. <laughs> and God's saying, My son my f- is getting high, just like the first son of Biden is getting high. Listen. The enemy is a counterfeiting liar. Yeah. The enemy is a counterfeiting liar. Write that in the comments. The enemy is a counterfeiting liar. Now, you might think, oh, it just makes him look so bad. I'm telling you now, it's actually a demonic counterfeit of God's sons getting so high lately on a white substance called Shekinah glory. <laughs> you know, you call e d breathing into the nostrils the Ruah. Or the neshama of God. That is concentrated white light from the Father's inner man. So, cocaine is a direct counterfeit of the Shekinah glory. And not all Shekinah glory is the same, y'all. There is all kinds of different Shekinah. There's different qualities of Shekinah, there's different intensities of Shekinah, just like all the different angels. You want to get into different levels of glory, read Romans 9. There's the glory of the plant. There's the glory of the animal.、Mm-hmm. There's the glory of the human. Then there's the glory of the cloud and the glory of the sky and the glory of the star. And each star varies in glory. Romans 9, it is written. Amplified Classic. Read the Bible. That's what it says. So the different glories, I'm telling you now, are different qualities of God's light. So, it takes great wisdom, great wisdom, to understand the variations of light. And the enemy is a counterfeiter. He's outside doing magic arts and delusions and illusions. But what I was seeing when we were having lunch is the great tree. And that was what, a good lunch. The Lord called it the world tree. That's exactly what it was. It was the world tree, but it was the tree of life. And it went up from the earth through Jesus Christ. It was Jesus Christ. The tree I saw was the Lord Jesus, and it went from earth through all the second heavens, and it looked like a sequoia or a redwood. It went all the way up into the third heaven. It went higher than that, but that's as high as my seer vision could see. And I could see how the sap that was coming down from Jesus on the throne was feeding the nutrients into those being engrafted into that great world tree. Not the devil's world tree. The world of God tree. The world of God, and that's the word, the cosmos of God in Scripture,、mm. which is what you get in English, world. The world of God and his tree 
is Jesus. Ooh, picture <laughs> And the sap can come down from his perfection at any level of just a small sapling, or you're getting engrafted and you're going higher in the tree. I'm telling you now, the Bible says you are being engrafted into the olive tree of life. This wasn't an olive tree, though. This was like a, a gigantic sequoia. This was an ancient tree. There was Jesus Christ, and there wasn't any other tree in the second heavens in this vision. And the vision lingered. It was like open vision, looking into the tree of life, and looking at Jesus as the tree, and him feeding the nutrients from his throne, down through this tree, for I see all men as trees. So the man Christ Jesus is the tree of life. And he was feeding like liquid sap, but it wasn't chlorophyll. It was life, but it looked like sap, but it was like lightning sap. And the tree was vibrant with green. It had that nice bark from the redwood forest. It was beautiful, rich, like brown tones and red, red tones. It looked like the healthiest redwood you've ever seen, but it just kept going through the heavens. But there was no darkness around it. It was completely alive with the blood of Jesus, and the blood of Jesus in it wasn't even red. It was like green sap of the emerald green around his throne. <laughs> That's why we have to get cosmic circumcision, because a perfect tree like that, you cannot engraft a diseased tree. So any part of you that has this, that's not compatible with Jesus, right? God is never going to be in union with demons. So when there's an area of your soul or a sapphire stone of you to be engrafted into Christ, this stuff has to get removed. Apart from coming out of the clipoth, there is no growth, there is no freedom, there's no nothing. It, it's all fake, it's delusion, it's illusion. At various levels of Pan's labyrinth to, you know, Molech's sphere, the bone throne of Satan, and anything in between, you know, Lilith's, you know, milk, all that stuff. If you don't come out of her, my people, if you don't come out of the whore of Babylon who is yoked to these demons, you're never going to be engrafted into the tree of Christ. Now this one, we have them stacked up on top of each other. Mm. If you see that top, bottom to top there, just picture that is that beautiful tree. And I can testify I've seen this tree exactly as Brandon is describing it. Mm. That is uh, accurate to witnesses that we've seen the exact same thing on sapphire stones without even mentioning it to each other so that's a very strong witness that tree of jesus christ his perfection his sapphire stones don't need circumcised ours do god's not the problem we're the problem jesus is not the problem we're the problem the holy spirit of jesus christ is not the problem we're the problem and the problem is that this is in the DNA, this is in the spirit, in the soul, and in the flesh, and in, in the bone, in the blood. And if there's death in the pot, well, hallelujah, we need Jesus, his saving power. Not just in your brain, because if you only repent using your brain, 
it's the false repentance of the bone throne of Satan. You're still serving Satan and just, oh, I repent, I repent, I need forgiveness. And then do some religious kind of a ritual and hopefully I'm good. Come out from her, yep. my people. This whole thing. Change worlds. Yep. This whole thing is the whore of Babylon. The soul, the woman, who's yoked to the clipoth in any way, that's the whore of Babylon. Well, you're on this path. Clippeth, because it clips. Yeah, we're going to clip it off. Your angelic wings. And it makes you earthly instead of heavenly. And they're stealing your heavenly inheritance. It's the mm -hmm. kingdom of the fallen angels, one third that fell. Yeah, that's how stolen grace looks. When you look at this one, the grace, right? Like Hesed means grace, but it comes down through all sapphire stones. At those levels, <laughs> if you're not attaining the grace of those higher rungs in your life, who's stealing it from the believers? Who is that going to go to on default? So if your inheritance is Christ and you're a believer, you receive salvation, but you're still under and serving these things, they by default are stealing your grace. And who do they give them to? Mm. They're favored host bodies who yeah. are those who do wickedness on purpose. Celebrities, kings, and generals, and yep. the rich. So it's time. So repentance, you need to understand because new apostolic terminology and vocabulary is coming forth now. Yes. The warlock and the witch of Babylon the Great has learned these things from their fathers, the fallen angels. They call them all by name and they know them by name. They have relationships with these angels just like we do with the Holy Ghost and Jesus Christ and mm -hmm. later on our own guardian angels and later on even maybe the archangels and different angelic realms according to our obedience and our calling and our destiny in Christ. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand they are deeply knit into the angelic of the fallen. Mm -hmm. These are the sorcerer class of Babylon the Great. As it's written, outside the city gates are the sorcerers mm -hmm. and their dogs. You have 99% dog to 1%, they call them the one percenter sorcerer. That is the reality of the world system called Babylon the Great. Now listen to me. In the vision today, Hallelujah. There was no other tree in the second heavens. Everything outside of Jesus in the first heavens, earth, second heavens, cosmos, and then you cross a membrane into the above Garden of Eden. That's the, the enemy can't enter there, guys. I'm telling you, I have seen how far Molech can go. I had this encounter with Pan and Molech one time where God took me out of body. We were talking about that today and yesterday. And I, they couldn't go any higher than the second heaven. So they can't go into the third heaven. So their whole counterfeit is outside of Jesus in the second heaven works of Jesus Christ. Colossians says he has filled the universe or the word there is second heavens. He has filled the second heavens with his spirit. Okay, that's book of Colossians. It is written. And he's filled the earth with his spirit. Amen. Heaven pours forth speech. So the heavens and the earth are filled with Jesus. What the enemy does is build mirages. Magic arts or magic is the mirage and the illusion of strong delusion, it's called in scripture, of using stolen light in the heavens, as it's written in Proverbs, stolen light is sweet, and they use it also in the earth. So the sorcerer uses that which it can steal from the celestial realm, from the inheritance of those who should build with sapphire stones and upon the solid rock which is christ and so anything they can take from the believer's inheritance is what this whole world system was constructed in now listen to me it doesn't even exist in reality it is not real it is a hypnotism 
It is brainwash. It is the magic arts. It is not a reality. It is a hypnotism. It is a magic spell. It doesn't exist. Outside the tree of life is the sorcerer, which means it's outside of any reality. It's an, it's an unreality. Satan. Oh my gosh, really? Oh, you, know, you know what? This is a perfect time for a Bible story. <laughs> I got your angel confirmed to me when you said rock kids. Something about becoming rock kids of the rock. We have. Well, this is a perfect time. I wanted to read this passage from Jasher. And uh, this is about the rocks and the milk and the honey. But also, this is for you. Now, pay attention. Don't be distracted. There we go. This is for you, if you have been traumatized by the church age teachings on why the things happened to Job that happened to him, you can just leave in the comments right now, I have been traumatized by the church age. I have been traumatized. Did that ever happen to you? Many of you, I know most people may not post about this online, but so many believers that I have interacted with, have talked to precious sisters in Christ, brothers in Christ, along this path, and many people have been traumatized in their spirit, in their soul, by the false teaching out of the demonic church during the church age of, why those horrible things happen to Job? What kind of God is this? How does God really feel about me? And you know, if you're going through a hard time, I don't know if this happened to you, maybe some Believers angrily posted scripture about Job to you to tell you why you needed to suffer and be good like Job because God hates you as much as he hated Job and that's called love. Amen. All right. Now put in the offering. <laughs> and it's traumatizing. <laughs> so if this has happened to you, I think this will be healing. And also the confirmation from the angel of Apostle Brandon today on the rock children. True Jews have been more of a rock child, not a Rothschild, but a rock child than you could ever imagine. I want to thank Sister Janelle for sharing a snippet of this story from Jasher. And we're going to go ahead and dive in. <clears throat> so this is in the book of Jasher. And this is an impartation, amen. So you can go ahead and put your hand on your spirit. And let's let these words heal from the inside out and let the revelation expand your spirit and stretch out the tent pegs of your territory to understand who your father is and how he cares for you and why certain things happened the way they did. Amen. Balaam lived in Egypt. Balaam red magic, lived in Egypt in honor with all the nobles of the king and the nobles exalted him because they all coveted to learn his wisdom. And in the 130th year of Israel's going down to Egypt, Pharaoh dreamed that he was sitting on his kingly throne. Pharaoh had a dream. He was sitting on his kingly throne and lifted up his eyes and saw an old man standing before him. There were scales in the hands of the old man, such scales as are used by merchants. 
And the old man took the scales and hung them before Pharaoh. Oh, yeah. That's another Bible study practice. <clears throat> we talk about this sometimes. but It's um, the weirdest, <clears throat> weirdest stuff I don't think I've ever faced in my whole life the last couple days. Yes, amen. So we like to inhale the Word of God in between the reading of the Scripture. It enhances the glory. Put it into your spirit. Increase the fire. See the fire coming out of my hands. I can see the frog and tadpole of the false prophet of Revelation, like a uh, like an amphibious tadpole, like frog, false prophet principality thing. Yeah, Balaam lived in Egypt. All right. Well, praise God. Let's Amen. burn it up. Let's burn it up. And the old, okay, so Pharaoh's dream. And the old man took the scales. So much fire. And the old man took the scales and hung them before Pharaoh. And the old man took all the elders of Egypt, all the elders of Egypt, all the false prophets of Egypt, amen, and its nobles and great men, and he tied them together and put them in one scale. And he took a milk kid and put it into the other scale, and the kid's weight surpassed all. And Pharaoh was astonished at this dreadful vision why the kid should surpass all. And Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. Mm. Pharaoh rose up early in the morning and called all his servants and related to them the dream. And the men were greatly afraid. And the king said to all his wise men, Interpret, I pray you the dream which I dreamed, that I may know it. Balaam, the son of Beor, answered the king and said to him, This means nothing else but a great evil that will spring up against Egypt in the latter days. Can someone just unplug that sign back there? Mm. It's like strobing. This is so wild. The Joel's Bar Clubhouse oh sign God. started strobing during Joel's Bar today. That will spring up against Egypt in the latter days. For a son will be born to Israel who will destroy all Egypt and its inhabitants and bring forth the Israelites from Egypt with a mighty hand. Now therefore, O king, take counsel on this matter that you may destroy the hope of the children of Israel and their expectation before this evil arises against Egypt. And the king said to Balaam, And what shall we do to Israel? Certainly after a certain manner did we at first counsel against them and could not succeed over them. Failed counsel number one. So now you also give advice against them by which we may succeed over them. Balaam answered the king saying, send now and call your two counselors, these two, and we will see what their advice is on this matter to destroy Israel and afterward your servant will speak and the king sent and sent his, <laughs> and the king sent and called his two counselors I think you both should by now recognize these two names Raul the Midianite and Job the Uzite mm. nice. Raul and Job Raul the Midianite and Job the Uzite, and they came and sat before the king. So you have the king, you have Balaam, you have Raul. Remember the Garden of Raul? 
It's the same Job from the Bible? And Job from the Bible. I've done a study on this for the oh, last right. month or so. I love Job, don't you guys? Yes, so we're healing the trauma from the church age when all your demon-possessed of this tree tried to quote Job to you during your suffering. That's right. Amen. And you know they did it to pretty much everyone at the sound of my voice. So yep. here's your vengeance. I just didn't realize we'd be facing the whole clip off going into Joel's bar this That's week. That's why the high was so high. <laughs> it's called front lines drugs. <laughs> Glory drugs. <laughs> we get high. so high and drunk above it. If you're new to this broadcast, we get high on the glory of God and it far surpasses any of the earthly drugs and counterfeit substances. So you're going to want to partake of this. Amen. Give your soul to Jesus. We're celebrating his birthday. He had his birthday late June, June 17th was Jesus' birthday. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday. And everyone's repenting and celebrating who didn't get to celebrate from not being where. So let's put it in our calendars, recurring year after year. So yeah, can... it's really cool. They, um, was it uh, astrologists? Or... People, scientists who... <laughs> Like, no, like, okay. Job's ancestors, because he got all those uh, astrology symbols in Job. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and Job. Literally, Job's ancestors used the star charts to pinpoint the day Jesus was born. And that's how they know it's June 17th. And it was, what, 3 BC? I can't remember. I, two, are, 2 BC, two June BC. 17th. Which is really close to June seventeenth. What a lot of the prophetic people mm-hmm. thought June, July. So we've been kind of accurate in the glory stream. Yeah. So in every year, I celebrate Jesus' birthday towards the end of June. I celebrate my birthday in the beginning, and um, <laughs> so it's just birthday. Just mild repentance. One year, one year of mild repentance. <laughs> well, I think one year I did a cake fast. I had funfetti literally every day. I think that that week and nothing else. <laughs> I was getting the religion out, so I did a cake fest. I don't recommend that if you're on a dietary plan of some kind. You have diabetes, or if you have a little diabetes demon, or if you have loose, or some kind of. Oh, yeah. Well, the sapphire stones will heal you. You get the body. Listen, sapphire stones is the divine body or the body of Christ. Amen. So you're going to get healed in your sapphire stones. And let's go back to the the destruction of Egypt here and your healing. A pancreas of titanium. Hallelujah. <laughs> Someone can make that the worship song for the sapphire stones. Pancreas of steel. Oh, yeah. Entrails of diamonds. Amen. So add that to that. So for those of you who are volunteering to make the worship music for the RLM vision. Well, that'll be good. Yeah, that's... Uh... Sapphire stone worship, entrails of diamonds, mm-hmm. and pigeon offerings. They don't, they don't teach you that in Sunday school. Amen. So here we have Balaam before Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, sending for two counselors to see how they can destroy. So the two counselors of the king, Raul the Midianite, and Job the Uzite. And they came and sat before the king. And the king said to them, Behold, you have both heard the dream which I have dreamed, and the interpretation thereof. So now give counsel, and know and see what is to be done, and the children of Israel, whereby we may succeed over them, before their evil will spring up against us. And Raul the Midianite answered the king and said, May the king live, may the king live forever. If it seems good to the king, let him desist. 
let him desist from the Hebrews and leave them, and let him not stretch his fourth hand against them. Fourth his hand. Against them. His For fourth hand. His fourth hand. Like Guru or Goro for Mortal Kombat. There's a lot of glory to speak English. <laughs> for these are they reading the Goro is, glory. Reading is another kind of thing in this in this glory. It's another kind of thing. For these are they whom the Lord chose in days of old and took as the lot of his inheritance from among all the nations of the earth and from the kings of the earth. And who is there that stretched his hand against them with punishment of whom their God was not avenged? Certainly, you know that when Abraham went down to Egypt, Pharaoh, the former king of Egypt, saw Sarah his wife and took her for a wife because Abraham said, She is my sister. For he was afraid that the men of Egypt should kill him on account of his wife. And when the king of Egypt had taken Sarah, then God struck him and his household with heavy plagues Good. until he restored to Abraham his wife Sarah. Heavier, Lord, heavier. Then he was healed. And Abimelech the Gerite, king of the Philistines, God punished on account of Sarah, the wife of Abraham, in stopping up every womb from man to beast. When their God came to Abimelech in the dream of the night and terrified him in order that he might restore to Abraham Sarah, whom he had taken. Afterward, all the people of Gerar were punished on account of Sarah, and Abraham prayed to his God for them. <laughs> and he entreated of him. Yes, yeah, just have a drink. It's, this this like wine drooling. is amazing. This is wonderful. I like... Just catching my drool here. And treated of him, and he healed them. And Abimelech feared all this evil that came on him and his people, and he returned to Abraham his wife Sarah and gave him many gifts with her. He did also to Isaac when he had driven him from Gerar, and God had done wonderful things to him, that all the water courses of Gerar were dried up, and their productive trees did not bring forth. Until Abimelech of Gerar and Ahuzath, one of his friends, and Pico the captain of the host, went to him and they bent and bowed down before him to the ground. They requested of him to petition for them. And he prayed to the Lord for them. And the Lord was entreated of him and he healed them. Jacob also, the plain man. The angel just put this giant sapphire right inside my whole heart. Amen. And it just, my heart went from red to blue. All right. Amen. <laughs> just receive the sapphire stones of Jesus Christ into your heart of flesh. The ephod. Amen. Let that ephod burn in your hearts. Let there be an impartation for everyone who loves Jesus Christ in heaven. Just receive sapphire stones. There's angels here imparting gemstones, believers' rewards, right into your hearts, right into your chest. Mm -hmm. Amen. Glory. Jacob, also the plain man, Jacob the plain man, was delivered, beloved of God, the plain man, was delivered through his integrity from the hand of his brother Esau and the hand of Laban the Syrian, his mother's brother, who had sought his life. Likewise, from the hand of all the kings of Canaan, 
who had come together against him and his children to destroy them. The Lord delivered them out of their hands, that they turned on them and struck them. For who had ever stretched forth his hand against them without penalty? Certainly Pharaoh, the former, your father's father, raised Joseph, the son of Jacob, above all the princes of the land of Egypt when he saw his wisdom. For through his wisdom he rescued all the inhabitants of the land from the famine. After which he ordered Jacob and his children to come down to Egypt in order that through their virtue, through their virtue, not Egypt's virtue, not Pharaoh's virtue, through their virtue, Joseph and Jacob, through their virtue that the land of Egypt and the land of Goshen might be delivered from the famine. So now, if it seems good in your eyes, cease from destroying the children of Israel. But if it be not your will that they shall dwell in Egypt, send them forth from here, that they may go to the land of Canaan, the land where their ancestors sojourned. And when Pharaoh heard the words of Jethro, <laughs> Raul is Jethro, when Pharaoh heard the words of Jethro, Raul the Midianite, he was very angry with him, so that he rose with shame from the king's presence and went to Midian, his land, and took Joseph's stick with him. What is the stick of Joseph? The sapphire rod in the garden of Raul, where Zipporah would dwell and hear the things of the people of God and would pray, and where Moses would Staff find of creation it. that Jesus created the world with. Yep, and where Moses would later come and pull it out of the ground, which no other human was able to do. Moses, who was born with the sun and the moon within him, mm. his predestined ordination as the priest of the Sephirot. And he took, he went back to Midian, his land, and he took Joseph's stick with him. And the king said to Job, so where's one counselor? Gone. And the king said to Job, second counselor, the Uzite, what do you say, Job? And what is your advice respecting the Hebrews? So Job said to the king, now what is it written of Job? A man of perfect righteousness. So Job said to the king, behold, all the inhabitants of the land are in your power. Let the king do as it seems good in his eyes. So he didn't really say anything. And the king said to Balaam, what do you say, Balaam? Speak your word that we may hear it. And Balaam said to the king, Of all that the king has counseled against the Hebrews, will they be delivered, and the king will not be able to prevail over them with any counsel. For if you think to lessen them by the flaming fire, you cannot prevail over them. For certainly their God delivered Abraham from their father or to the Chaldeans. If you think to destroy them with a sword... Certainly Isaac, their father, was delivered from it, and a ram was placed in his stead. And if with hard and rigorous labor you think to lessen them, you will not prevail even in this, for their father Jacob served Laban. So he understood his family line. Right? Laban, Beor, Balaam. And if with hard and rigorous labor you think to lessen them, you will not prevail even in this, 
For their father Jacob served Laban in all manner of hard work and prospered. Now therefore, fire, now therefore, O king, hear my words, for this is the counsel which is counseled against them, by which you will prevail over them, and from which you should not depart. If it please the king, let him order all their children, which shall be born from this day forward, to be thrown into the water. For by this you can wipe away their name, for none of them nor of their fathers were tried in this manner. And the king heard the words of Balaam, and the thing pleased the king, and the princes, and the king did according to the word of Balaam. The king ordered an announcement to be issued, and a law to be made throughout the land of Egypt, saying, Every male child born to the Hebrews from this day forward shall be thrown into the water. What was Moses' name? One of his names, the, one of the many names of Moses, drawn from the water. And Lilith is that principality that we're really consuming from the other side tonight. That's the principality over all abortions in the world. Pharaoh called to all his servants, saying, Go now and search throughout the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel are, and see that every son born to the Hebrews will be cast into the river. But let every daughter, but every daughter you shall let live. And when the children of Israel heard this thing, which Pharaoh had commanded, to cast their male children into the river, some of the people separated from their wives, and others adhered to them. And from that day forward, when the time of delivery arrived to those women of Israel who had remained with their husbands, they went to the field to bring forth there. And they brought forth in the field and let their children on the field and returned home. They left their children on the field and returned home. And the Lord who had sworn to their ancestors to reproduce them sent one of his ministering angels which are in heaven, to wash each child in water. To anoint and swathe it and to put it, to put into its hands two smooth stones, from one of which it sucked milk and from the other honey. The Lord Yadhevavhe sent one of his ministering angels from heaven to wash each child left in the field, to anoint it and swathe it, and to put into its hands two smooth stones, from one of which it sucked milk, and from the other honey. And he caused its hair to grow to its knees, by which it might cover itself to comfort it, and to cleave to it through his compassion. His compassion for it. And when God had compassion over them, and had desired to reproduce them on the face of the land, he ordered his earth, his earth, He ordered his earth to receive them, to be preserved therein, 
till the time of their growing up, after which the earth opened its mouth and vomited them forth. How are you born? Born again of the earth. Born again of his earth. Malkut of holiness. You're going to have to drink from the milk and the honey of the rock, mm. the two rocks of Hadin, that's a, of holiness. Be born again of the earth, of his earth, the Lord's earth. Surrounded by death, and he sent his guardian angels to feed your, your inner man, your spirit man, your inner child, milk and honey from the Garden of Eden above. Amen. He ordered his earth to receive them to be preserved therein, till the time of their growing up, after which the earth opened its mouth and vomited them forth, and they sprouted forth from the city like the herb of the earth and the grass of the forest, and they returned each to his family and to his father's house, and they remained with them. He didn't even know which house to go to. And the babes of the children of Israel were on the earth like the herb of the field through God's grace to them. And that long hair, rep hair represents glory, that comforting glory. We're in the womb of the earth. <laughs> Comforted to the by the glory. Com maybe you're growing alone. Incubating the glory. Being comforted in the glory like a cocoon. Until you burst forth from Malkut of holiness. Whoa. Strengthened and nourished by the honey, the milk and honey from the rock. Ooh. And the babes of the children of Israel were on the earth like the herb of the field through God's grace to them. And when all the Egyptians saw this thing, they went forth each to his field with his yoke of oxen and his plowshare. And they plowed it up as one plows the earth at off springtime. And when they plowed, they were unable to hurt the infants. When they found that they were growing in the ground like that, they thought with their oxen and their plowshare they could destroy the children of God. When they plowed, they were unable to hurt the infants of the children of God. So the people increased and thrived greatly. And Pharaoh ordered his officers daily to go to Goshen to seek for the babes of the children of Israel. And when they had sought and found one, they took it from its mother's bosom by force and threw it into the river. But the female child they left with its mother. Thus did the Egyptians do to the Israelites all the days. And it was at that time the Spirit of God was on Miriam, the daughter of Amram, the sister of Aaron. And she went forth and prophesied about the house, saying, Behold, a son will be born to us from my father and mother this time, and he will save Israel from the hands of Egypt. And so Moses was born. Mm. Amen. <laughs> oh, so awesome. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Bob Jones said, the deliverers of your generation, the deliverers from the last Egypt or imprisonment of the soul. Mm. Wow. Rich. Milk and honey. Milk and honey flowing. Mm. So milk and honey from uh, Hadanetza. Yep. So instead of the black milk of Lilith living in the tree of Satan, 
in religion. God outside minded bewitched religion. Realize Christ within you. He is the hope of realizing the glory, that glory that will surround and comfort you throughout your infancy. If he could protect mm -hmm. many children in a dire situation, much more dire than your situation now, if you look at it physically, that dire situation, if he could make a way for them to be protected in their infancy, how much more your spiritual infancy as a baby spirit surrounded by all the wickedness in the world and in your own flesh and blood and all the influence of the fallen angels and Egypt and Sodom and Gomorrah and all the plans of red magic and Balaam and the council of wickedness and Pharaoh. How much more can God protect and deliver you as you grow Stay in the glory. Realize the glory. Christ within you, the hope of realizing the glory. And when you realize that glory, don't go back to your brain. Don't go back into the flesh. Having begun in the spirit, are we now trying to be made perfect in the flesh? It's not going to work. Pure, holy spirit. Let the Holy Spirit mother you. Let the holy angels assigned to you bring you those sapphire stones for the milk and the honey to nourish your spirit. And their hair grew down to their knees. And hair in prophetics represents the Shekinah glory. So it's the cover. It's drinking from Had, which is Hebrew for splendor. Netza. What does Netza mean? Eternity, victory, eternity, endurance. The splendor of eternity and victory and endurance, milk and honey, celestial promised land, so that the glory would be like long hair covering you and protecting you from the enemy, from the Egyptian armies that are trying to kill you, which are demons and different sins. And Wow. Put on the armor of light. Amen. So... In rabbinical literature, in the history of Job and Reuel's counsel, when Balaam was counseling, you know, Job had to be there as a witness, as the righteous one of his generation. Hmm. Moses was not yet born. So there were a lot of things that happened. And historically, if we look at the records, we find that in that counsel with Balaam... Was that from Jasher? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and so Job remained silent. During oh, the time. Rich. And so when you see the threshing that Job goes through later on, why he went through so many things, even as a righteous man, a righteous man may fall seven times when he gets back up. In that in history of rabbinical literature with these records, what he went through, it's not just because, oh, one day Satan randomly was doing this. This was all very calculated. It was Job's responsibility to speak up and say something. Mm. Raul, now, he didn't understand what to do correctly when Moses showed up. He threw him in prison. But even 
Raul not being the righteous one of his generation, he did better than who was supposed to be the Zadik of that time. <laughs> he did better than Pharaoh. He did better than Pharaoh. He did better than Job. <laughs> <laughs> and so the decisions that we make, this is the world of action. You're living in the world of Isaiah. Mm. It's what you take action on. Right? Like Phineas, even though he wasn't considered deserving, because the jealousy of the Lord and his zeal, even though he wasn't a Zadik like Moses, he didn't have the strict holiness of the priest, he became worthy of receiving the glory of the Shekinah to light upon him like a lamp because of his zeal mm. and the jealousy of God, the jealous love of God, when he what impaled the sinners with his spear mm. to remove the sin from the camp. And the wrath of God was turned away. <laughs> Some rich high priesthood of the Sephirot to combat and consume the high priesthood of the Klippoff, which is what's going on today. Amen. So if you're in Job's position and red sorcery is looking to take down and attack and accuse and terrorize and plot against the people of God, the chosen Jewish race in 2023 is simply those who are practicing cosmic righteousness. Hmm. A cosmic Jew is one who stands on sapphire stones. What was the mark of a Jew? Abraham wasn't called a Jew before he was what? Circumcised. How do you know it's a Jew? Circumcision. Hmm. Cosmic circumcision is the mark of the true celestial Jewish race of heavenly Jerusalem. Cosmic circumcision. Born again of the king of the Jews, it is written. Revelation 21, 12, you know, Galatians 6. The Israel of God, because you're born of Jesus, Messiah of Israel. The city shimmered like a precious gem. Light-filled, pulsing light. She had a wall majestic. Why she? Mother Jerusalem where the milk and honey that feed your spirit come from. Jerusalem's called your mother in the Bible. She had a wall majestic and high with twelve gates. At each gate stood an angel, and on the gates were inscribed the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel, three gates on the east, three gates on the north, Three gates on the south, three gates on the west. The wall was set on twelve foundations. The names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb inscribed on them. So it's the inscription of the function of the high priesthood on men who serve Jesus with all their heart, soul, mind, and actions of the flesh. So these men become the foundation stones, gemstones, of supernal Jerusalem, your heavenly mother. So it means that since the gemstones or the sapphire stones or the, the very path into the heavenlies are these men's names written on stones, unless you are submitted to the apostles of the Lamb, you cannot rise on sapphire stones. 
through faithfulness and obedience to the 12 names of these men that are not Jesus. No, that's not what it says. Jesus's 12 human being men who became faithful to the very end in serving Jesus with their bodies, with their souls, with their minds, with their whole spirit. They served Messiah so that they got the inscription on the sapphire stones, on the ephod, and on the foundation of the promised land, heavenly, celestial, second heaven, Jerusalem. Mm. Why second heaven? Because the Bible says so. It says a new heavens where righteousness dwells. You don't need new third heaven. Because righteousness has always dwelt there. There's no sin there. Only second heaven needs to be made new. And that happens in me and you as we are faithful and obedient to the inscriptions of the apostolic upon stones. Is that what it says? That I'll read it again. Revelation 21, 14. This is a different verse. I know some of us are ADHD. We need a new a new thing right now. Give me a new verse for that. That's a lot. Be okay. set free from the inability to pay attention. <laughs> yeah. What um, According to the rabbinical scholars of the Torah, historically, the, your inability to pay attention is because of a lack of mishpat, which is a lack of giving for charity. So well, charity and purity and prayer, when those things are not right, your mind will not be able to concentrate in prayer or on pretty much anything. So you're looking at this whole ADHD, ADHD generation. Right. Pure, there's no, pure selfishness. There's no purity. There's no charity. There's no mishpat. So that's what they've been saying for how many thousands of years, and you see it's true. They've reaped what they've sown. Yep. If you sow selfishness, you reap confusion. Revelation twenty one fourteen, and the wall of the city. Aren't you glad it has a wall? What does it keep out? The darkness. In him there is no darkness at all. Remember, he says, I am the way. This is the city of Jesus. This is the messianic kingdom of Christ, and it's not small. It's as big as the number of living stones that construct it which is souls, souls and flesh and bone and marrow alive in Christ, not dead like Satan's bone throne of the clip off, not dead religious bones and dead men's religion, living stones filled with Shekinah light of living divine Zoe life. Amen. So the wall has of the city had 12 foundation stones. But I thought he builds with living stones like guys, prophetics. Twelve is just a number of government, which means this is the governing of heaven over earth, including all animals, all forms, all birds, all beasts, all reptiles, all sorcerers, all dogs. They shall rule and reign with Jesus Christ from this realm of supernal Jerusalem over the earth for 1,000 years. That's written in Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. Revelation 5, 10 says, They, who's they? These ones who become living stones of the twelve. 
Does that mean, oh, I'm one of the twelve? If you're submitted to the names of the apostles, then you can be in that city. But the Bible says, if you're not, you cannot enter because of your own disobedience to the authority of the Lamb of God given to the twelve. Really, I'm a man under authority, so therefore I honor authority. We say, oh, we don't submit to authority, only submit to Jesus. Well, you submit to the cliff off. You're a servant of your own thing, a doer of your own thing, which is a worker of iniquity according to Torah, Torah of Messiah. If you're out there, outside of apostolic parameters, apostolic gemstones of the names of the apostles of the Lamb, you're outside the kingdom 100%. 100%. We want to say we're all Christians. No, you're not. You're not. You're only Christians, Christ ones, if you're like Jesus, submitted to authority. What did Jesus say? I only do what I see my Father doing. We say, well, I have the same authority as Jesus, my own. Jesus is high priest of this supernal city, of these 12 apostles of the Lamb. Notice, his name is not mentioned in Revelation 21. Why? Because he knows you have authority issues. He knows that you are rebellious towards his anointed leaders and you have submission problems and you have authority problems and you want it all to be Jesus. But Jesus says, Mm -hmm. I have given it all to men, Mm -hmm. men, the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles of the Lamb, which are 24 dudes. Type that in the... The comment section, 24 dudes, the 24 elders around his throne. 24 elders around his throne. And chill out, ladies. Sarah's there, Rebecca's there, and Rachel's there, and lots of righteous, awesome women of God are there too. But what it represents is all the sons of God, which means God-given authority around his throne, and everyone that disobeyed that Sadiqim. And that Sadiq, guys, is not there. They're not there. The ones there are mm-hmm. the ones that obeyed Paul, the ones that obeyed Peter, mm-hmm. the ones that obeyed John, the ones mm-hmm. that obeyed Abraham. Those 300 that he got from Nimrod in the book of Jasher, they're there around Abraham. The ones that served Isaac, the ones that served Jacob, the 12 patriarchs, the ones that were faithful to the twelve, the friends of the twelve guys, the mm-hmm. ones faithful and loyal to God's anointed, mm-hmm. his generations and genealogies, those are the ones in that city. Everyone who mistreated the Sadiq and the Sadiqim never made it to heaven. Right. Who supported King David? If you were treacherous to King David and a betrayer of King David... You end up with these guys. It's always been about God's people. And he, and as Ruth Heflin said, God always has leaders. All right. This is, guys, right now in the American church, the stronghold. We are facing the strongman of American Christianity, which is total rebellion to God-given apostolic authority. Mm-hmm. And don't think it depends. all depends on your choice. If you decide not to, God will raise up someone else and they'll have that destiny. So 
it literally is, do you, do you want to fulfill your destiny? You go with God's vision and God's plan. That's the only way your destiny comes forth. If not, again, you're just going to end up over here. Like this whole vision is dependent on the people who are going to be faithful. But if people aren't going to be faithful, God will raise up someone else. And don't just go into that, oh, well, woe is me. And I guess I just don't shake that off. Mm. Everyone here at the sound of my voice, you have the ability to walk in the fullness of your destiny and calling the truest, highest path. And true destiny, the realm that that comes down from, I'll show you. Because destiny does not just depend on righteousness. You can make it into the sun of righteousness and walk in a measure of it, but unless you're aligned with the apostolic vision. Because destiny flow is based on Keter. And that doesn't mean you have to get all the way up to Keter to walk in your destiny and you just have to hurry and rush and go outside of God's timing for you. What's God's timing? How accurately you can get the circumcision at each of these stones. Again, we've been teaching you once you get into Tiferet, this was something, not something that I just came up with, but the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, you passed the test, the biblical test, at my right hand, the faceless man of fire, showed me in an open vision in the night, it was an open vision in the night, completely active and aware, that once you get into Tiferet, you must remain in that cloud of Shekinah glory and attack and destroy all of the serpents of false revelation, right? The angel flashes that give you confirmation of your false revelations. <laughs> you have to attack those viciously. Yeah. It's crazy how much of that is. I have a shock myself because I just thought, oh, it's all God. Guys, when I started to challenge all the supernatural around me in a confrontational way, without just the flippancy of, oh, I'm drunk in the glory and I have signs and wonders all the time. Listen, we're talking about extreme charismatic lifestyle and even loving holiness and hating sin and still being surrounded, as it is written, by enemies. Spiritual wicked spirits pretending to be angels surround the truth. All of you, as it's written, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So... The truth is, as you awaken on the inside through relationship with Jesus Christ in you and feeding your spirit man the word of God and the will of the Father in heaven, as you begin to awaken in the light of life, as you begin to awaken in Shekinah through the kernel of the word, in the hatching of the seed of the word that brings light, as it's written in Psalms, the entrance of your word gives Shekinah. So as the Shekinah increases and intensifies, the perimeter is illuminated. And it's the brightest it's ever been in my life. Guys, I have been completely surrounded by demons and the voices of the enemy from birth. My mom testified when she got baptized in lightning. I was two months old in my mother's womb when she was baptized, became a believer in Jesus Christ. Revival of 1981 broke out in Seattle, Washington. It's in the history books. My mom said that demons, after I was born, began growling around my crib because I had come into the world. That's what she told me. I'm telling you, it's the same for you. You are surrounded by darkness and demons all around already. Is that my opinion? That's pretty dark, bro. No, that's Bible. You are surrounded by enemies as you, as God prepares a table of food for your spirit. 
Why is that? Because they're the ones hoping that you give in to their temptations. Mm -hmm. So the enemy's job is to provide a way out of God if you Mm -hmm. want one. Those are destiny killers. So when we're talking about (laughs) apostolic submission and obedience, it's not because that, you know, we just need people to come around and do such such and such a thing. You know, we've already talked about, we've had so many other options I got to tell you, just Mm -hmm. even this year alone, in my 24th year in the glory, I have been more tested in this year of constantly, desperately choosing God over everything than any other season of my life in growing in Christ for 24 years, where it's the constant testing that God is your everything, and it's like you step into God, and you're just surrounded by more temptations than you ever had before you were even in a greater glory. Amen. And so that's why the glory gets so strong, so intense. The desperation and the temptation does increase because the light and the cost and the power and the authority of the Father is intensifying in you. So, I mean, that's why you always face higher devils at higher levels. They taught us that in Teen Challenge. They told us otherwise in the glory stream. The glory stream's wrong. Assemblies of God is right about that truth. Anyhow, mm-hmm. the higher the level, the higher the I devil. Angel flash over there. <laughs> hey. You go up and you start to deal with these principalities. You couldn't deal with them down in the terrestrial because they ain't even there. Mm-hmm. The Bible says principalities, powers, thrones, and dominions are only in celestial, supernal, heavenly places. Ephesians 6, it is written, which means until you are a supernal, celestial, cosmic, righteous Christian walking on the secret stairway of the stars of the path of Enoch, you've never wrestled that stuff in your life. In fact, that stuff is over you right now, and we're warring for your souls tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. And make it a habit in your atmospheres to continually test the spirits and command those ones that don't confess that Jesus Christ came in the flesh to be bound in chains and thrown to like a fire. Right? Forgive the sins of the sins of people who sinned against you. Let your own sins be forgiven and clean house. Make it a habit. Say it out loud. Get your atmosphere cleared. That way when you know you've got a clean and a clear atmosphere, you're establishing a perimeter, right? In the women's group, we always talk about what? Establishing that perimeter. As a soldier in the army of the Lord, in Joel's army, Gideon's 300 especially, it is your duty, not somebody else. It's your duty as a soldier to establish a secure perimeter that there's not going to be demons all around. Is you know they're going to be surrounding you, but in your house, right, right, you don't right. have to tolerate them. So I know because some people yeah, will good, call. Well, good point. They won't understand. What yeah, I'm saying. because if you carn, if your carnal nefesh misinterprets what Brandon's saying, then you have the potential. I know some of you get it. You have wisdom, <laughs> so that's good. I know you're a scholar. You're a Torah scholar. You get it. You're not that dull. But sometimes we got to wake yeah, up. Don't wake let demons up. in your house. I'm talking yep. about. There's a perimeter yep. around every believer growing in Christ. They're it's, not at the table with you. They're around. Yeah. Don't don't invite even them the, to the table. Even the dogs eat the scraps off your table. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Jesus established that that there would be the enemy around you to see mm-hmm. what you know, Satan's coming at an opportune time. So, if Jesus is dealing with this stuff and Jesus conquered the stuff and put it all under his mm-hmm. feet, that's what palm tree is. Hosanna in the highest, riding in on the donkey. Riding in on the donkey means all the clip off 
was under Messiah King's feet. Mm-hmm. Which means one third of the angels, all the principalities now, of the second heavens. Mm-hmm. Understand that. Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the mm-hmm. Lord, with palm branches under his donkey, represents, and it's actually physically happened in the physical second heavens and the spiritual second heavens, Jesus conquered all principalities. They were under his kingly physical feet of even his physical donkey. Now, he took all the conquering of principalities to the cross so you could rise up to that level. That's what walking on sapphire stones and conquering and overcoming and being more than a conqueror actually is, which means you will face powers, dominions, authorities, principalities, terrestrial spirits, You'll face elemental spirits of wickedness, as is written in Paul's writings. You'll face mineral spirits, plant spirits, all kinds of different guys. One third fell. One third fell. Also, one third of plants fell. One third of animals fell. That's why people see demonic animals in the spirit. Like a dragon is a demonic animal. Hello? Red dragon. Revelation, it's written. Serpent in the garden. Snake. So even animals fell, and they have the appearance of birds, beasts, and reptiles. Why? Because they fell from the Garden of Eden. So you have angels, you have men like demons. Lucifer stands as a man, Ezekiel 28. That's the throne of Satan. So Lucifer, Satan, Lilith, Satan, Pan, Satan. You have Samael, Satan. You have all these other principalities, Jezebel, Satan. These are all Satans, Book of Enoch. Many, many Satans. So their last name is Satan, just like Jesus' last name is Christ, and you're called Christians. Hello? So now your citizenship is in the tree of life instead of the cliff off, which is Satan's truth. Anyhow, now here's the issue. We need the teaching, the preaching, the cleansing, the understanding, the wisdom to be entirely clean and clear of the other side. As it is written, when your righteousness is complete, you'll be swift to judge unrighteousness. Now, to be swift to judge unrighteousness isn't to condemn people. It's to set them free from their spiritual oppression. It's to set them free from the tyranny of the fallen angels and sorcery and witchcraft and demons and lies and liars, and every single aspect of the fallen angels gets set free. For those who are set free themselves will set free others. Those who are in bondage will only produce bondage. Fruit-bearing trees after their own kind, it is written, and the Bible says, I see all men and women as trees which means you will always reproduce after your own spiritual kind, whether it be from the cliff-off or the sephirot. For wisdom is proven by her offspring in Jesus' name. And you are the offspring of Jesus Christ if you love His commandments. Loving His commandments is not burdensome. His commandments are the inscriptions upon the commander's. We want to do it outside the commanders with our own little individual relationship with Jesus. Individual interpretation of scripture is forbidden 
That's what the false prophet is. That's what Jezebel is. Jezebel, principality, false prophet, is individual interpretation of scripture apart from the corporate Sadiq and Sadiqim of the apostles and prophets called the head of the body. Anyone that is not around the head of the body is in the clip-off 100% of the time. And that's why they still serve demons, often thinking they're serving Jesus Christ. But come out of her, my people, is a call to repentance to test all the spirits around you and within you, in your spiritual Mm -hmm. stomachs, in your entrails, in your legs. Yeah, amen. Get clean. Wash yourself. Have a bath in the living waters. For the ascension offering. Amen, for the ascension offering. And uh, here's the thing. If you really, truly had your own personal relationship with God, and it was true, then you would be like each and every one of those mighty champions who have a personal relationship with God, who hear from Him directly. Where are they? They're with us. That None of these things are mysterious to them. They understand our marriage. Why? Some of them were even taken into heaven to watch the wedding happen as, a, as an eyewitness. So all of these things, the vision of the sapphire stones, guess what? A lot of them, some of them are already walking in it. And they see these realities. It's not a question. It's not a doubt. Why? Because if it's just you and your own personal Jesus, you and your own personal interpretation that takes you anywhere away from what God is doing in the earth, or what God has ordained as his main thing he's focused on doing in the earth right now, if your personal Jesus, personal interpretation, your opinion isn't leading you to what God is doing in the earth, not just all the random things people are doing, but God's main vision, what he wants to do, bringing in the kingdom age, and God's chosen leaders, that means your supposed God is one of these guys. It's not really even Jesus. Because if you really had a personal relationship with God, you would be united with the army of God. And that's what we find is the truth. We find this to be truth. Everyone who has a true personal relationship with God and the angels, as they've grown their spirit, have brought them to Red Letter Ministries. They are witnesses of the truth. They experience the same things on Sapphire Stones. It's not a guessing game. It's not a, oh, well, I hope it's right. And are they right? Or are these guys right? Or I just don't know. There is no confusion. This is an army. If you still have doubts and questions about the basic things, do you even know that we're called and chosen of God to be the apostolic leadership of this time? If you don't, you still don't even know God. You haven't heard from him. So get into the word of God. Get the demons out. Well, oh, can't you cast it out? Cast it out? Cast it out of me? Some of you don't just need a demon cast out. You need the flesh, the nefesh, crucified. Pick up your cross, it is written. If you're so bent on my own interpretation, no, I just, I feel this way. I need my own, I need to hear from God. Well then pray and fast Mm. and ask God, not having your own opinion, but seriously, do a three-day water fast. Pray and ask the Lord to speak to you about Red Letter Ministries and what's really going on, not with the wicked intentions of your own opinion being served, but being completely open to hearing from the real God, the God 
who created the heavens and the earth, Jesus Christ, who came in the flesh. And if you're serious, if you're really true in your heart to know the truth, he will show it to you. Some of these younger people coming in, God's taking them in open visions, showing them the whole Sephirot. Even one of the young people, the Lord showed them my entire journey on the Sephirot. You know, how I started, where I fell, where I got off track, and how he brought me back in my height, the heights I'm walking in now. Yeah, it's written, let everything be established by mm -hmm. two or three prophets. Guys, everything we establish is like 20 or 30 or 40. Right. With the good fruit. You don't have any more excuses for your doubts about what God's doing in Red Letter Ministries if you're still serving those demons of doubt. I mean, just, what are you even doing? There's no more, there's no more time for that tolerance. So, hear the voice of God, get into the Word of God. So, oh, my doubts and my, I just, get it out of you. What are you doing? Are you going to waste the next 20, 40 years of your life? You're, you're never going to walk in your destiny, and you don't care about the things of God, and that's evident. So, yeah, no, get it's, real. We need to catch the foxes, yeah. and it's, it's a desperate thing of the Father and His jealous love for us. He wants you to save, He wants to save your destiny. He wants to circumcise your soul, and He wants you to be close to Him and know Him on the inside so you can stop fornicating with demons and start having an intimate relationship with God. He wants to be close to you. He wants to raise you up in His army. He wants you to be a part of what He's doing in the earth. He wants to circumcise you so that He can give you more of his love so you can experience more of his love and if you understood the compassion of God and the love of God you would know that his judgments are an attribute of his mercy and his grace and his love there's no separation it's whatever he understands is what can help you to change mm -hmm. and come out of Satan's tree mm -hmm. which is no tree at all like Brandon described it's not even a real tree no it's an illusion the whole cliff off is magic arts or illusion that produces delusion. Mm -hmm. And everyone in it is under a magic spell of something non-existent. That's why when they die, they gasp. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought it was this. No, you are in an illusion. Babylon the Great is great mm -hmm. illusion of being outside of God's word. God's word created the heavens and earth. Heaven and earth will pass away. What heaven and earth passes mm -hmm. away? Certainly not the one Jesus made. The part of heaven and earth that passes away for new heavens and new earth mm -hmm. is what the fallen angels have done through sinners mm -hmm. for the last 6,000 years. That's why new heavens mm -hmm. is original design, Garden of Eden, Genesis 1. You know, the last to be first and the first to be last. What is first being last? Genesis 1 experienced last. What's last? Seventh day. Mm -hmm. And a day is as a thousand years. And Jesus Christ said on the third day, I'm going to raise up the sons of the kingdom are the, the last day's sons. And so you know you're in that time in 2023. So it is a time of the greatest maturity of church history and also greatest maturity of Balaam's sorcery. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing going on in reality. Everything else is just illusion, mm -hmm. distraction, chaos, getting you into some kind of dumb fad on TikTok or the latest created thing on the news. There's 10 million things going on. They can pick and choose five to tell you every day. Mm -hmm. And they correspond 
across cities and nations. When there's 10 million other things going on, why do they pick and choose certain things? To brainwash the masses, to keep you confused. Truth and yeah. Oftentimes, like the Sun and the Star Tribune, they're dealing with Black Clipoff. They're all Freemason warlocks, daughters of the Eastern Star, intentionally keeping people hypnotized into worthless things as they steal your inheritance in the celestial, supernal realm, keeping you sleeping and dead in illusions and in distractions. So the strong delusion, that's what it's called in Babylon the Great's potent sorcerer. If you study that in the book of Revelation, it's called potent delusion, which means potent hypnotism of living in a non-existent reality. And the only way those people wake up is through death, either in Jesus Christ or physically with their heartbeat. So God is shaking us for an awakening in us. There's a shaking for an awakening. Because he doesn't want you to perish, right? John three seventeen that none should mm-hmm. perish, that all would come to eternal life. Who? To the sleeping Pharisees of Nicodemus in John 3. The religious self-righteous people that still have a hypnotism on their mind that are interpreting things carnally. Can a man crawl into his mother's womb a second? I mean, mm-hmm. what kind of Neanderthal brain do you have? He's speaking spiritual realities. You are a teacher of Israel and you know not these things. What if I were to tell you the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven? Whoa, you can't even understand earthly spiritual things. What if I tell you celestial spiritual things is what it says? Mm -hmm. Let alone lower garden of celestial uh, garden of Eden and upper garden. There's a change that has to take place in you. He was astonished Mm -hmm. that they couldn't understand the lowest Mm -hmm. foundational things of divine wisdom. Mm -hmm. There's an earthly spiritual wisdom that you have to grow in, seeing the the parables of what's happening in the earth, that Solomonic wisdom. Consider the ant. Consider, you know, the snake on a rock. Consider the (laughs) eagle. (laughs) There's Mm. a lot of mysteries consider the way of a man with an adulteress it is written proverbs 7 this is the man going into hell it is written we need to ascend and not descend you can descend with the death of jesus which is what gets you all cleansed through his burial and the seal of the tomb of your old adamic man so don't misunderstand me but we need to ascend the rhema word of mm-hmm. God is the pigeon offering. And I love it because it's just, it's so contradictory to what we value in this society. Mm-hmm. And God's like, yeah, pigeons are okay. Yeah. I'll take some pigeons. Yeah, take some pigeons. We're like, pigeons carry leprosy. Don't touch the pigeons. Mm-hmm. God's like, I like the pigeons. <laughs> Sacrifice them. And you know what? What you call unclean, I call clean. They're going to represent the very ascension into cosmic righteousness, the highest level wisdom of God the Father. And that's just the way God the Father is. Mm -hmm. He's always confounding earthly wisdom, earthly intelligence with heavenly wisdom and heavenly intelligence. Why? Because he's right and I'm wrong. That's part of it. That helps. But it's also to save our souls because he cares for you. He wants his ways to be your ways. He's not hiding from you. He's hiding for you. As it's written in Proverbs, 
kings go into the glory that God conceals his wisdom in. And they search it out. You're searching out the secret places where God is hiding for you, not from you. Amen. Why? Because he's not in the darkness. In him there is no darkness. Now, we don't want to think we're in darkness. We want to think we're all in perfect light, and I'm a perfect white dove, saint, and angel. We call them two weak Billy Grahams at Teen Challenge. <laughs> they come in, they're still high on crack and heroin, but now they're a perfect Christian. Next thing you know, they're jumping out of the second floor windows to go buy crack cocaine, and I saw that 400 times at Teen Challenge for two years. Mm. And that same exact repetition of hypocrisy, I've seen it constantly in 17 years of full-time ministry. It's the appearances of the fallen angels to look a certain perfect way on the outside, but never dealing with the heart. He wants our hearts to be dealt with, not in a judgmental, critical, damnational way, but in a salvational mm, way. Come on. And you have to just let your heart be dealt with like the animals dealt with in the pigeon offering. Mm -hmm. What does it say? It wrung its neck. Oh, let's go into Leviticus. Yeah, yeah. now check us out. Stay with me. Leviticus, Leviticus 114. But if his offering to the Lord is a burnt offering of birds, then he shall bring turtle doves and young pigeons as his offering. Listen to this. The priest, say that's me. That's me. Royal priesthood, that's you. The priest shall bring it to the altar and wring off its head. Ring off its, its head, head and offer it up in smoke on the altar, and its blood is to be drained out on the side of the altar. He shall remove its crop with its feathers, remove its crop with its feathers, and throw it next to the east side of the altar. Oh, so maybe he doesn't like throwing pi headless <laughs> pigeons. Maybe he doesn't like pigeons that much after all. <laughs> Go ahead and type no, in the comments. He likes them. Throwing he loves them. Headless pigeons. That pigeon was helpful to the sinners in ancient times in Judaism before Messiah. Okay, so check it out. Today, it is to be interpreted through the wisdom of the blood of Jesus. The blood is to be drained out on the side of the altar. There's still an altar before the Father. This altar is you and I, the offering, living sacrifices. We're living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. So we're learning how to cleanse all these things in our spirits, souls, minds, and bodies through wisdom, the word of God, and some of this carnage that makes us uncomfortable. The discomfort, the confrontation is because God is working in you as a priest to slaughter certain things in you that he wants to kill or that he wants to heal or that he wants to remove or that he wants to impart. As the high priest Jesus Christ, Yadevave, Jesus Christ, Almighty God, is working in you as a priest. Now the issue is cooperation with the priest who might want to wring some necks of some creeping, crawling creatures inside of us sometimes, like all the time, more than we're even comfortable with. 
how much of your soul and the territories of the soul and the celestial realms of the soul and the the circumcision of the cosmos that are already in your soul have you given to the high priest of supernal Jerusalem to clean you out and clean you up so you can live perfect as virgins in celestial Jerusalem, of course, according to the Bible. Do you realize that's what the Bible teaches is new covenant cleanliness by letting God deal with all the issues of our spirit, soul, heart, emotions, feelings, past, present, future, that vulnerability, that openness to the sword of the priest to deal with what the demon did to us, with what we did to ourselves and what we did to others is the clean and unclean of the new covenant priesthood of Melchizedek. That pain that some of you are feeling in your heart right now at that word of the sword, that is the foreskin and the demons that you're feeling the sword touching. So just don't close it off. Open it up and let that word circumcise and judge the foreskin of your heart so it can be cut away and removed. Because when you cut away the foreskin, that's the habitation of the demons being cut away. That's this, the clip off, being cut away. The word of the apostle to you right now as you're speaking it, if you agree with it and let it go into your heart, it is removing Satan and this whole demonic system out of your heart. So if it feels uncomfortable, it might hurt a little bit. Well, guess what it said in, in the Bible? They were sore for a few days. Mm. They were sore for a few days after their circumcision. Yeah. So don't Drink a lot run of away. water yeah. after tonight's Joel's Bar. And drink, yeah, drink some of that milk and honey. Uh-huh. Drink some of that wine. Living water. It's okay to take an Advil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be so, a Pharisee. Come on, no. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so get the circumcision. Let that word go in and cut, cut, cut. But it's okay to be the Pharisee of Pharisees. Pharisee of Pharisees, which we may bring. The Isn't that wild? Paul, in his Pharisee. apostolic ministry over 10 million souls, okay, Calls himself Pharisee of Pharisee. Hebrew of Hebrews and a Pharisee of Pharisees. And I'm hoping to bring that maybe this week. So I want to come. I think tomorrow we're coming as the Pharisee of Pharisees. So good luck to all the drunken glory people who are terrified of the spirit of religion. Ring off its head and offer it up in smoke on the altar. We might do a whole Levitical law Remove its crop with its feathers and throw it next to the east side of the altar and in the place for ashes. Then he shall tear it open by its wings, but shall not sever it. And the priest shall offer it up in smoke on the altar on the wood that is on the fire. It is a burnt offering, an offering by fire, a sweet and soothing aroma to the Lord. Amen. Glory. Amen. Thank you for the offering. (laughs) It's the pigeon offering, the ascension offering. It's very sweet and it's soothing. So the sacrifice of the cutting and the wringing and the destroying of those spirits and those sins and the darkness is sweet and soothing to God the Father and to you. That's the aloe vera of the anointing oil. It's healing. That's what heals your souls. King David said, he restores my soul. Right? How does God restore your soul? By knowing Him as a high priest of your heart and your mind 
and your bodies. Amen. <laughs> Thank you to everyone in the comments who wrote throwing headless pigeons. May you be exceedingly blessed above everyone else who watched tonight. A special blessing. Yeah. May you be more blessed than everyone else who watched this tonight for your exceeding obedience. There is be upgrades. I'm not talking about anybody else, only the people who commented throwing headless pigeons. Mm. Those one, two, three, those four of you be exceedingly blessed that you be upgraded tonight in a miraculous way. Let everyone mysteries... else just misses out. Yeah, everyone misses out this one. This is only for you guys. Let an impartation of the Shekinah glory that I'm standing in the heights of the sapphire stone alight on you tonight with the mysteries of the word opening up in fire and a greater glory, freedom, and deliverance than you've ever experienced in your life. Let glory abound. Let your angels be rejoicing in the joy of heaven. Let your sins be forgiven. Just these four people that said throwing out headless pigeons when I said to comment. Mm. You four, yeah. be exceedingly blessed. Let your priesthood be upgraded with wisdom and understanding and knowledge and power to overcome the enemy. The rarest thing is a Jonathan. And I tell you the truth, I would never have become a David unless there was a Jonathan to a David before me. Same for you, buckwheat. <laughs> and so, so the late the latecomer on the Headless Pigeon comment, you can have half of what they got. <laughs> you can have half. <laughs> you get the crop. <laughs> It'll still be really glorious. And the feathers, maybe the part here that was uh, severed, not severed. Someone's going to come back like, but torn open well, by its wings. Jesus gave every they gave everyone the same wage at the end of the day, no matter how how long they were. Hey, that's not how it's working tonight. No, and that's not that's not what you're. Silver gold gemstone, all different, <laughs> all different. Sorry. Sorry. End of those. <laughs> you're wrong. Oh, hallelujah! <laughs> Be blessed, and everyone who's jealous of the headless pigeon throwers, and let's repent from jealousy now. And understand that God is a good God. There are rewards for strange obedience. I remember one time Brandon had this apostolic decree that went out. And it was in the joy. And it was in the hilarity. And it was a glory. But I went way above and beyond and actually did what whatever it was that he said. It's not that a tropical or neon. And I was like, changed my entire outfit that day to match like the theme of what it was. Just, it doesn't matter what it was. It was just, I felt the glory of a, it's like, that's a prophetic command. I want to align with that. Because when you align in those really fun, joyful ways and those things, there's such a reward. There's such a blessing. And not a lot of people get that. Some people get it. I know some of you get that. But not, it's shocking. Not a lot of people get that. So when there's a move of the spirit, right, with the birthday cake, Jesus' birthday, some people kind of stepped into that movement and they received this amazing, glorious blessing. The glory is the blessing, right? The presence, the substance, the riches and glory. Mm. And so the people who kind of just went with the flow, what the spirit was doing in that moment, you're aligning yourself to receive a blessing. And it doesn't make sense to the nefesh mind, but when God sees you aligning what the spirit is doing, even if it's hilarious, even if it doesn't make sense, there are great rewards, and that's something historically our champions who are going in the high heights have done historically. So there's a, another key of wisdom for you in the nonsense glory. Amen? Yeah. Sense and nonsense myriads. 
in the supernal Jerusalem above. Somebody wants double. You're not so, going to get any. You're too late. Really, this is the time of establishing the above and the below. The below will be utterly decimated, as it was in the days of Noah. These are all false brethren. The above will inherit the world through living waters. Now, the gates to the ark are open. Okay, God's no respecter of persons. You just have to rise on sapphire stones through the ascension offering of the Lamb of God. You need to rise in the smoke. There's things God's asking you to change and repent. He's required more repentance of me in 2023 than the previous 23 years as a Christian combined. More repentance in my 24th year than the previous 23 years combined and that's not an exaggeration mm -hmm. that's a hundred percent accuracy and it's true on sapphire uh, on the sapphire stones that is completely accurate because all going glory to glory is on sapphire stones is repentance to repentance that's the big secret all you do is you keep repenting higher every stone circumcision requires a repentance you change your mind you change the way you think you change the way you act you change the way you speak not just by coming up with these arbitrary things, not by following a list of things, and a, I'm pretty sure they said this, this, and that, and the other. By the inscriptions of the apostolic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when you're going through the master class, are you going through so that your brain can memorize facts, so that you can impress others who are learning righteousness? No. You study to show yourself approved unto God, and if you're approved unto God, the headship of God's government will know and see that and understand that. There's no separation. Mm -hmm. So these are the pigeons next you're ringing here. You're going literally Hod and Netza. If you look at Hod and Netza, those are the birds of false prophecy. My own individual interpretation. This own, I had this vision and I did this and that and this dream. And, mm. and when you're getting that from the black stones of the clipoth of satan's army from venus and mercury of satan's butthole literally literally that's why it stinks <laughs> as it's written he stinketh he stinketh <laughs> that's actually like a torah <laughs> Amen. i think you could ascend with that into come, the and, come and see celestial garden and impress the people in heaven right now who are awaiting the resurrected bodies well there's an inscription of Revelation 21 to upgrade all your souls celestially tonight as is written Revelation 21 12 the names of the 12 apostles inscribed on them he's talking about you inscribed on you write that in the comments he's talking about me the names of the 12 apostles inscribed on them is god concerned about rocks or you the living stones you are receiving the inscriptions of apostolic teachings of the Ooh. supernal jerusalem oh that was so rich amen oh did you feel the substance coming <laughs> off of those words am i almost like listen i might have to find that section and replay that, that is from the wine of bina Amen. Yeah, that's really powerful. Uh, when you have a strong <laughs> substance coming off of the words like that, feast on those words. 
I will tell you this. Um, for those people, this is important. This is a Holy Ghost highlight. We're going to help somebody out tonight. All right. Oh, no, no. We're going to help somebody out tonight. When you get into the sun. Ooh. <laughs> That's Malachi 4, your homework for tonight. Getting into Tiferet, Hebrew word for the sun. Malachi 3, last night. Every disciple read it. Malachi 4, tonight. Read it. So, when you get into the sun and you find yourself needing to bat away those wicked... A lot of them look blue. Blue serpents of false revelation that tend to hover around your cloud... Those things are making holes in the cloud of Shekinah glory around you, right? You need to be like those little babies in the ground of holy Malkut, right? The hair wrapped completely around them. When you have those serpents mm. of false revelation in the glory cloud around you, it's not going to cocoon. You're not going to melt down and metamorphosize. In the book of Enoch, it says he was transfigured in the spirit. There's a transfiguration that happens in your spirit in Tiferet, but not until you get Every single one. If there's one blue serpent at that level of Tiferet of Isaiah that's in that Shekinah glory cloud immediately around you, if there's even one, it's not going to happen. Well, how am I going to do it? The Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ is more than enough. And on top of that, Brandon and I have gone through and done this. My first time going up through the Sephirot, I did not have this understanding. And for that reason, I was flying somewhat blind because I didn't have those new wings full of eyes mm -hmm. to see in those dimensions of sapphire stones clearly. So when you don't know what's going on, you don't know who's offering you, you know, all these different temptations and these different realms, and you can't tell one sapphire stone apart from the shells of the enemy side, you're not going to do well. It's not sustainable. You have to get into the sun of righteousness and get out every last one of those false blue serpents of false revelation. They'll look like angelic flashes. They'll look, they'll come in different thoughts and different opinions. But I've already written about all those revelations that we had to overcome to do this. And I put them together for you. <laughs> what we had to do. In order to receive that, I already saved them. They were from the Facebook post. And then I put them together on the Glory Life app in the School of the Magi, which you have to make a login for it to appear. School You're going to have Magi. to be a good student to grow in Word Academy. And I saw a testimony of one of the young people in Red Letter Ministries who is growing and learning Sapphire Stones, learning righteousness, having incredible encounters with the Lord. And one of the things that this student does... He said as he reads those uh, words of the School of the Magi into his eyeballs mm. about three to four times through each. That's mm. exactly what I did personally yeah. to make it happen. Whenever I'd post those words attacking those enemies, even if you can see it in others, put it through your own eyeballs and crucify the self. I would literally read it well, about three to four times. That seems a little excessive, sister. I have I didn't all kinds care of other it, stuff. Going. No, mm. the Bible says God only on? rewards those who diligently seek him no one else gets rewards mm -hmm. it is written so there's a diligence of prioritizing god over idols of everything else in creation 
Do we? Have... Then you get the rewards of the sapphire stones. Is this the Glory Life app? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, and this is separate from the Masterclass. This is the app. If you want to go ahead and scan this, if you don't have the app, because there's nowhere else where you're going to find each one of those teachings for that specific purpose com compiled, combined together in that form. So, in the Glory Life app by Red Letter Ministries, on either Android or iPhone, now this is separate from the Masterclass, okay? When you open this up, you can make a login with Facebook or you can create a login with whatever email, however you want to log in, and School of the Magi will appear. Those things, I'm telling you, there may be some things in there that might irritate or trigger you. Good. Understand the reason why those are compiled is literally mm -hmm. so that when... That's when the opportunity for deliverance arises. Yes. When your pride is pricked. Trust me, mm -hmm. I know from having it happen to my pride 10 trillion times. And, and so if you notice anything that triggers you or you start <laughs> to see the flaws in me, whatever flaws I had at that time, it's not so important to see all the flaws of the vessel who's bringing you the message. It's more important to receive the message. Put it literally what I did myself. I would, rate, I would read my own posts into my eyeballs, not because it's some kind of puffed up pride, but because I got those words from the Holy Spirit. Right? I wasn't walking in perfection. No one's walking into, per per into perfection until no one's walking in perfection. You're walking into perfection. Mm, no one, no greater, one's... Greater glory, glory to glory. Yep, glory to glory. It's about making progress. So Amen. understand if you are irritated by any of those flaws in those posts, you, I don't think that most people can understand the amount of pressure that is on the apostolic to bring forth the sapphire stones because literally the revealing yeah. of deficiencies is the opportunity for radiances amen so typically when we see something it's a flaw in someone that irritates us it's because there's something in us that needs to die there's something in us that needs circumcised so when you're going through them these are very strong posts but they have the power in those words to get you lifted off out of Black Malkut, and from Malkut of uh, Malkut, there on the earth, into Yasad, and when you stand on the moon, that becomes Malkut of holiness. Doesn't mean you're made holy yet. Your inner man will be made holy, as the Lord is holy in the sixth interior mansion. And if you've done your homework, you know which sapphire stone that is. If not, we'll probably be doing more in depth in the future as more people start to rise to kind of give you pointers along the way. Okay. So go through those, put it, if you're, if you're needing to get out of Black Malkut, if you need to get on to the moon, or if you're struggling to stay on the moon, I would literally put those words in your eyes three or four times. That's what it took for me on top of reading the word of God. <laughs> Ooh, maybe it's easier for you. I don't know, but I needed it. I needed it. And just As lasered written, in. The moon shall be turned to blood. Whose yeah. blood? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Shekinah glory. The moon will shine as the sun, and the sun seven times brighter. Oh, it man. is written, Book of Isaiah. Amen. So, again, School of the Magi, that'll help you all the way from Malkut and Yasad, all the way up into the sun, and that's also containing 
many of the words that helped us to get those false revelations out of the cloud and our spirits actually cocooned and metamorphosized. We'll probably make some graphics for you. Hopefully we'll have some of those coming so you can kind of get a visual for how that goes. But it's so worth it. When your spirit is transfigured, it's a permanent change. You'll never be the same. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. That was another wild adventure in Sapphire Prophetics. So good. Getting the job done ministries. Mm -hmm. The celestial priesthood is effective, but it is messy. Yeah. Messianic. Guts. It's Blood messianic. Very, very messy. <laughs> Anic. And it gets the job done through decapitating pigeons. Amen. So if you want to decapitate... Twelve of them, because twelve apostles of the Lamb, which means government rising, sapphire stone government, shepherding from the glory cloud of the sapphire stones over all the nations now. Amen. Amen. If you want to decapitate something here, we can uh, give towards the decapitation of the spirit of delay. The widow's might, not M-I-T-E, M-I-G-H-T. Oh, come on. <laughs> M-I-G-H-T, the widow's mighty power, victorious energy in battle. Amen. Mighty widows. Five select faithful prayer-filled heart on fire for RLM Global. They love the apostleship. They love the apostolic authority. They're gossip-free. They're praying for the global vision. <laughs> widows that have been hand-selected. By the Holy Spirit. That's right. The Holy Spirit came to me. I didn't even know about these women. I, I didn't, but though I was going to tie on my shoes. I remember exactly where I was in my house. I have this white um, bench that sometimes I'll pray, I'll pray at, you know, and uh, I sat down to put on my shoes. And as I was tying my shoes, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and I felt the Holy Spirit, you know, you feel that inner, that inner presence, but then you also feel that the kabod when he, when he's upon you, right? when he's upon you. And it's, so there's a different manifestation to get my attention. And he mentions to me, there are five faithful women of prayer in Africa, and these are the widows that I want to bless. And so I asked uh, Shadrach, who are these women the Holy Spirit is talking about? And he was able to give their names exactly. He already knew who they were. And it's it just... The unity of the apostleship and the teaching of sapphire stones. I mean, it's a sign and wonder. I didn't know about, I did not know about these women. And this is according to the apostolic mandate of Malachi chapter mm -hmm. 3, which says, In order to destroy the delay of the cliff off, which is fallen angel activity. Was it, what does the Bible say? Daniel, I was delayed by the prince of Persia 40 days. Delayed. By a principality, it is written. Now, to remove the principality who delays, the Bible says you must take care of the widows and the orphans, and you must become mm -hmm. tithers. So you have the tithing. Mm -hmm. We have the orphans that we raised $5,500 for and blew their minds last month, and it turned into a wild jubilee. All the videos of these kids dancing like mm -hmm. maniacs. 
It was one of the happiest things I've ever seen amongst children, honestly, in my entire life. And they're orphans. They don't even have parents, guys. And now it's time for the widows. This is how you break the back of the principality who's been delaying the promises of the apostles and prophets in RLM Global. And the mighty dread champions, the Gideons 300, and the 60 million faithful frontline Joel's army soldiers Mm. called into the billion soul harvest for these times. This is the first fruits of the billion, the 60 million Joel's army into the RLM global vision in Jesus' name. So this is removing the delay for the harvest vision that Bob Jones brought you in the 70s. And now we're fulfilling now in the apostolic mandate as it is written, I will break the back of the enemy. I will be a swift witness against the sorcerer, against the adulterer, against the false swearers, against those who oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless. And it goes on and there's much Mm. more revelation, but everyone knows that from reading it last night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amen. Phase three, the widows, all the offerings this week are for the widows. Not the widow's might, the widow's might Mm -hmm. in Jesus' name. You shall rejoice the widow who is among you, Deuteronomy 16.11. And so Shadrach and I have been visionating together in the apostolic grace of Jesus Christ. What are the ways to have the widow rejoice to the greatest measure? New floors, a new air conditioner, maybe a new refrigerator, maybe tons of food, a year's worth of food. But we will spend one thousand u.s dollars on each one of these widows to drastically and dramatically improve their lives a thousand dollars over there is a lot Mm -hmm. i think i looked at the statistics the average annual income of a kenyan is three thousand five hundred dollars for the entire year for the entire year guys this is third world for the entire year we're talking about one third of an entire year's wages of a working Kenyan man going into each one of these widows' houses. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let them be blessed. They deserve to be blessed. God himself has highlighted them and remembered them by name. They could have been in self-pity. They could have been, oh, you know, woe is me, and this is my situation. I live in, in this time, in this country, in this city. This is what I... You know, they're not in the self-pity. They chose to go to war for the kingdom. <laughs> yeah. And I guarantee, I don't think there's anyone here in this company no who's had it harder than what these women have had to face in life. You know, the sorrow and the challenges. We may not have a grid for that, you know, physically. And if they're going to war for mm-hmm. Red Letter Ministries, you already know they've had to overcome so much spiritually just to stand and we have no competition of suffering because that's total pride yeah that's the clip off we don't do that so we are just excited to rejoice the widow who Mm. is amongst us because the bible says it destroys delay Mm -hmm. and all our people together 
and our promises coming true in supernal Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. Experience the joy of blessing who the Lord wants to bless as you partner with the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ in full agreement. Yes, Holy Spirit, your decision is true. Your decision is anointed because you are the anointing. You are the anointing. You are the anointed one. Yes, Holy Spirit, I believe in your choice that's been established by two or three witnesses. And I agree with you, Holy Ghost. I agree with you, Holy Ghost. Amen. So bless you guys. Any link in the description going towards the widows all week long through Saturday. And we'll see you tomorrow night. Amen. Amen. Cedric, can we get something Jewish a little bit? Something a little. <laughs> I think we're going to need the drums too. Is that okay? Shando brande, ke som bande, andete se amande, emande, ro shande ke ame. Oh, there's an oily anointing in the glory of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Hey, hey, oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Let's sing that together. Oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Ay, 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 an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Let me put some. Come on, declare it. Say, there's an oily anointing. In the presence of the Lord, there's an oil that's flowing in this place. 
There's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. I see it. It's the oil of healing. It's the oil of joy. It's the oil of breakthrough that's flowing in this place. It's the oil of healing. It's the oil of joy. It's the oil of breakthrough that's flowing in this place. Come on, declare. Oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence.
this place Oh, it's an oil of healing Oh, it's an oil of joy Oh, it's an oil of breakthrough That's flowing in this place It's an oil of healing It's an oil of joy It's the oil of breakthrough that's flowing in this place. Come on, get out of your seats and rejoice. There's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. So slip and slide. There's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. So come abide in the oil of healing. It's the oil of joy. <laughs> it's the oil of breakthrough that's flowing in this place. The oil of healing. It's the oil of joy. Lift your hands for it's an oil of healing. It's the oil of joy. <laughs> it's the oil of breakthrough that's flowing in this place. It's the oil of healing. One last time. There's an oil.
anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an 